Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Greetings and happy Thursday, December 15, 2022. We're at the 10 countdown to Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Greetings to everyone. This is gonna, this is a fun season. Lots of things to learn. We're going to bring on in just a little bit, General Flynn, Clay Clark, and Johnny Enlow, along with myself. We're going to have a great panel. We're going to be interviewing General Flynn and uh, trying to ask him some tough questions, see if we can trip him up. Not really, but we love him. We're, we're very, very pleased at uh, what they have done with the Reawaken Tour, General Flynn and Clay Clark, and, and so it'll be fun to talk about that. So before we do this, let's talk about t- today's American Warrior uh, premiere. So as many of you have heard, my brother and I produce American Warriors going everywhere from World War II forward, Korean War, uh, Vietnam, the Gulf Wars, all of that, and Afghanistan. So we will continue to do this for the foreseeable future. It's really catching on. So let me just introduce today's premiere. At 22 years old, Donald Van Cleve Jr. volunteered for the Marines and went to Korea in 1951. When China entered the war, everyone feared it might be the start of World War III. Donald says he was wounded by a grenade when a Chinese soldier threw a Russian-made grenade that sent shrapnel into his back and close to his spine. It took 68 years for him to finally be rewarded a Purple Heart at 90 years of age. This is part of that story. Here we go. Well, we got over there right around uh, May, and uh, we landed in Pusan, the southern tip of South Korea. And then I recall afterward, this afternoon, we got into Seoul, Korea, which now has millions of people. At that time, the North Koreans, shortly before we got there, had almost destroyed the town. There, I don't recall a window that wasn't broken. There wasn't anybody walking around. It was totally vacated. And I see pictures of it now, and I, of course you don't recognize it. I love honoring these guys who have served before us. We appreciate them so much. To get to watch that show that's premiered today, you go to, on our Rumble channel, American Warriors 22, or on the YouTube channel, American Warriors 22, or just type in American Warriors and up it will come. So appreciate you supporting our troops. So. All right, let's do uh, a quick reminder to about the Wells. We appreciate we're in the final two weeks of fundraising for the Wells for into 2023. This is the majority of our fundraising will happens in this last month. So uh, without further ado, here's a quick reminder of where, where your money's going to when you sow it into this. And we thank you all so much for sowing into these Wells 77. We'll hit the 77th well by the 31st of December. We're doing three a day. Uh, mainly in Uganda this year. Next year, we'll be uh, strongly uh, branching out into Nepal and Ethiopia. So we're really bringing life to so many people on the earth that are that that uh, just poverty-stricken is not the half of it. They're extremely, extreme poverty without water. They have to walk for miles for water. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate your help then. All right, without further delay, let's bring in Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. Well, our greetings to General Flynn. So good to have you back on the program. And uh, Clay Clark, good good to have you back as well. Johnny Enlow's helping us. We're going to throw some questions to General Flynn. I'm very looking forward to this. Clay, do you want to say anything before we get started? 
Well, I can just say that uh, uh, General Flynn has uh, said consistently over these past uh, couple years here, mission over ego. He's, he's consistently said those words, but more importantly, he's led by example. Uh, also, General Flynn has been very consistent about t- talking about the importance of local action making a national impact. And not only has he said that, but he's got involved. He's actually he was actually a poll watcher in his own local community. Oh. And the third thing that General Flynn has been doing is he's been really um, bringing a sense of urgency to what's going on. There's there there was a time for for conferences and, and lighthearted conversations in American history, kind of education. And these reawaken America tour events have a sense of urgency to them uh, because General Flynn is is driving this conversation of we have to pick a side right now as a nation, the great reset mm-hmm. or the great reawakening. And I, I thank general Flynn uh, for leading by example, as well as by, by teaching verbally, but by more importantly, by showing by example. Wow. Well, general Flynn, if I can ask the first question, um, looking for, I think this is our third time having you on the program and yeah. we're very appreciative of your time very much. So uh, my, my kind of opening question is, you know, when I got, uh, when I started, I, I've been to the reawakened tours, but I've been watching it from afar as well. And I, in my life in the last two years, I wasn't reawakened. I was awakened. I, I, I did not realize how asleep I was. And now, yeah. of course, I think I'm awake. But every time I think I'm awake, there's more waking up. That every that every week is more awake. So my question is, how how much further awake do we need to go? How how much of the of America are still sound asleep? What's your overall picture of that? I actually think, Steve, the uh, number one, we have our, our uh, priorities are completely misaligned mm. to, include, to include the entirety of the Christian community, completely misaligned. Um, and I can speak directly to the Catholic community, you know, but uh, I mean, the, you know, the we have we have the the wrong individual in the papacy in in Rome. So that just and that 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 the the number one just in terms of voting block in this country, the number one voting block in this country are Christians. The number one voting block inside of Christians is Catholics. Wow. And the priorities of this country, Christian in the Christian community, are just completely misaligned. Number one. Number two. Uh, there are too many. And, you know, and just watching your show, you know, or watching your, your intro there, you know, I mean, I, I'm all for helping people in other countries, but our, our country is in, a, is in a perilous position right now. So true. We are not, we're not in a place where, frankly, I mean, I, you know, people want to give their money to, to, uh, to, uh, to help build wells in, in Africa. That's wonderful. I've been to Africa and I know what poverty looks like. I've been, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen the, 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 the depravity of humanity up close and personal and lived in those societies for periods of time. And, and uh, you know, and, you know, because of my military uh, training and experiences and, and overseas deployments, but we, we have right now in our country, we have maybe, maybe uh, two years left. And, mm. and I mean that, I mean that I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. I'm not saying that to, I'm, I'm saying that because whoever your audience is, whatever the audiences are out there that will get a get a, uh, a you know a video or a, a read of this show, we need to know that you know in this moment in U.S. history, uh, we are six days away from the the winter solstice, right? I just you know it's either the 21st or the 22nd of December, 
And, you know, Thomas Paine, uh, you know, wrote about in Common Sense, wrote about uh, winter soldiers and summer soldiers, right? And who, and, and, you know, which do you choose to be? And he was considered, although Common Sense is still probably one of the, one of the most widely read documents in the history of the world, other than the Bible and maybe a couple of other uh, readings, uh, he was considered one of the most, one of the greatest radicals of the time in our country. And we are entering a period of winter that is going to, and I'm telling you, physically, uh, never mm-hmm. mind spiritually, over these next few months, where we're going to see who the true winter warriors, who the true winter soldiers are, who are going to stand up for America. And uh, we have such filth, such depravity, such corruption inside of Washington, D.C., inside of most, most of our state's uh, capitals, with very, very few exceptions. And if you can, you can pin me down on any particular state or person who's in a political leadership position, and certainly the, in the Christian community. And so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to give people you know, a glass of hope, or even though I am, I am absolutely the eternal optimist. I mean, I, mm. I have had to be an optimist to have, to have lived and survived the persecution of these last number of years. You know, a guy wrote me this morning and told me he just finished reading Bill Barr's book and he read chapter 13. And, and he, this is a person I haven't talked to in years. And he said, I just finished reading Bill Barr's book. I specifically had to reread chapter 13 again because I couldn't believe what they've done to you. And I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for, you know, that I never reached out to you in the past. This was this morning. Wow. And so I'm like, I read something like that. And I say to myself, you know, maybe that will wake that person up. Maybe there's that one person that will wake up because they read something, but I'm living it. I am living proof of, of uh, the persecution of America. And I'm just one person. And, uh, I went out for a long walk this morning, a long hike, my wife and I, you know, early morning, you know, beautiful day, uh, nice breeze, all this beauty around us. And we're thinking of ourselves, we're talking, we're talking to ourselves about why would anybody want to destroy this beauty? Why would anybody mm. want to tear this country apart? And the answer is actually, they don't. They don't want to tear it apart. They want to own it. They mm. want to own it lock, stock and barrel. They want, they want to own every bit of it. They don't want you to own any bit of it, and they want to control you and control us. And uh, and so, frankly, the the um, you know sort of the the last the last redoubt of humanity, okay, and a redoubt is a place of defense and a place that you can actually prepare from. But the last redoubt of humanity is the United States of America, and if if we do collapse, if we do turn into a Marxist, uh, you know, autocracy, I guess, or a, a, but certainly a Marxist state, which is the direction that we're heading um, through all this craziness, all this madness of, you know, everything from defunding to, to police, transgenderism, transhumanism, uh, g- genetic, genetic, uh, in, in, you know, injectionism, I guess you could call it, I call it injectionism, because we're being injected mm. with, with, uh, with gene therapy treatments that, that we don't necessarily even understand, um, you know, and although it, it was Matthew, Matthew, uh, and I forget which one of Matthew, maybe 514, maybe, I, I don't hold me to that, 
he's the one that talked about, you know, the city on the hill, right? City on right, the hill. Yeah. And the Bible, America didn't exist when he said that. You know, America did not exist when he said that. You're probably talking about some place that that God chose where people could be. Maybe he was talking about the city on the hill being heaven. You know, and we we just you know we describe uh, we describe places like America. I mean, Ronald Reagan called it the shiny city on the hill. You know, the the uh, you know the John F. Kennedy had different words for it, and I call it the true North Star and mm. uh, America. But the the that the light, the light that we are that we seek in this country is dimming, and it's dimming principally because of the Christian community, Steve. Wow. And Johnny and Clay, because we have too many, we have too many people in uh, in uh, in the in the pulpits, okay, standing behind the pulpits. They preach the they preach the word, and they can. I don't you know. I, mean, I don't care if this is the last interview I do on Elijah Streams. Uh, you know, I mean, I, honestly, we are we are at the last few seconds of the twelfth hour. Mm. We're not at the eleventh hour, and we have. We are getting ready to go into a period of, and Clay can talk to this in much greater detail, but we're getting ready to go into a period of, of, of universal vaccinations. We're getting ready to go into a period of, uh, of universal identification for, to, to, uh, to understand our carbon footprint and our ESG scores, you know, so, and, and our movement, and our, the, our ability to move in this country is going to be not done by, because that's what you, where you want to go. It's going to be done because that's where you are told to go, or that's the only places that you can go. I mean, these are the things that are real. You know, if you read the results of the G20 summit out of Bali, Indonesia, this past month, if you read Executive Order 14067, which was, uh, I think, dated 8 March 19, or 8 March uh, 2022 here, that's just, uh, just less than, a, you know, slightly less than a year ago. I mean, and that, that went into effect on Monday. Um, so we're we're in a we're in a place where we have to really think strategically, and the Christian community, you know, and I'm not talking the small churches, you know, because the small churches are out there. There's there's a grassroots movement in this country that is that is not just pushing back against against uh, our, our the federal government. They're pushing back against what the what the church is is not doing. Hey, the church is not leading. The church needs to lead. We need to lead. We need to recognize that that this is a moment of peril for the, the very existence of the United States of America. And we need to get moving now. Yeah. We need to begin to take action now. And what are some of those actions? Well, a lot of those actions, as as Clay, you know, said that uh, you know, I use this phrase local action equals a national impact. I mean, what does that mean? That means that. People, we're, we're not going to solve, we're not going to solve anything in Washington, D.C. If we, if we were going to solve problems in Washington, D.C., I wouldn't be on the show. We'd be solving these problems. We, you know, we'd be doing it. Where we're going to solve, we're going to solve the problems. We're going to solve them at our, in our local communities, in our local churches. We're going to solve them with local people. We're going to solve them with local leaders. They, in, my, in my little community, my little county, the county that I'm in, it's a probably it's a big it's actually a good size county in terms of numbers, but the level and this is in Florida the level of corruption, and I'm not and I'm not even touching on the I don't even want to talk about the the Democrats because 
you know, they're soulless, dark-hearted uh, uh, party. It is a soulless, yeah. dark-hearted party. They removed God from their platform back in 2012. Majority of people don't, don't talk about that or don't address it. People that go into their, there are, there are churches that, that will not address that. And there are, there are, there are people in the Democratic Party that are sitting in the, in the pews. There's probably, there's probably pastors who pray and, and talk about all these biblical things that are, that are, you know, that are, that are, uh, you know, touting, touting some of the, the things that we know to be absolutely morally depraved, yet they're, yet they're, they're publicly speaking about some of the people that, that are running our institutions and running our, our uh, local, state, and federal government. But the amount of corruption down at the lowest level. So, so yeah, is it, a, is it an ugly situation? It is an ugly situation. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. I mean, I, I don't know if, if anybody in any of your audience, and they should, they should. They should read the lawsuits that both Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham just filed in Arizona. They're, on, they're on publicly, they're publicly available. I mean, the, the incredible levels of criminal behavior mm, right. by, by public, by people in public office. Now, that's just one county. We have that across the country. We have that in our entire federal election system. We are a republic. We are a constitutional republic. The Democrats, the Democrats love to talk about, love to talk about democracy. They love to talk about democracy. You're a danger to democracy. No, like what a danger to democracy is, is to not have a fair and free and transparent election system. We're a republic. We, in our, in our declaration, it is about the consent of the governed. You know, we are, we, we have, uh, you know, we have to unify. We have to unify. And, uh, and I think I, so. I'll I'll get off you know off of this mountain right now. But but well, that's uh, good. Well, let me I, ask. I, yeah, uh, John, go inter- ahead. John, you had a question. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, this, is, this is a good time to interject with this uh, this question. And first of all, I agree. Uh, Steve knows for the last couple of years, I have been very hard, particularly on mega church leaders, but the church in general, the failed leadership. It's true. Uh, my theme I speak on is the seven mountains. Those are the books I've read from. <laughs> 15 years ago, and it's about proper influence in every area of society. But the the last two years of COVID, it showed that at the highest level, there was an absolute bowing to the agenda, uh, the deep state agenda and everywhere. And the church didn't just allow it. They actually fomented it, pressed it forward, had Fauci on pulpit, uh, said, you can't come to this church unless you bow to it. And so with you, with you, with you on that. So here's the intro intro statement. And so I understand you as a general um, and your background in Intel as well, that you're not necessarily called to disseminate real Intel to us, but rather this this is my perspective, but rather supply appropriate words to the troops for where we're at and the things that are needed. And we have history that speaks to us, the value of, of generals doing that. George Washington. He never really let the the troops know the real state of things because they they were underfunded, underfinanced, underweaponized, under in every con- conceivable way. They lost battle after battle after battle, but he somehow was able to rally the troops. And so there's this precarious balance even for a general between suck it up, buttercup. You're doing not quite that to us right now. Suck it up, buttercup. To hey, we can do this. And so there's there's that balance that's going on. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But here's the deal. You were essentially revealed to us by by Q. I never, I didn't know who you were. I have, I followed, uh, I wasn't, it was because of prophetic words I was giving that people say, you must have heard of Q. And I said, I do not, I don't know what you're talking about. So, and, 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 and Johnny, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So let me just keep saying, as you say that, um, I'll just say, because uh, uh, it goes with the rest of my question. You were essentially revealed to us by Q, trust the plan, patriots in control. It was over before it began. There was continual references to you. Who knows where the uh, the bodies are buried? Uh, and then, but the the, 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 the what I, what I do hear from you is no one's coming to rescue you. If anything, I, I'd even written in my notes. If anything, a denial that there is Q and all. And I'm fine. We don't even. I don't want you to. That's not the question. Uh, you can I, answer. I, well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if we're live. Are we live? Yeah, we're yeah we're, we're live. live. Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna just tell you. I have. I have you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know what this whole Q thing is. I think it's just just sheer nonsense. Okay, well, that's, it do, that's... It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, I you know, you see all the, the, the idiocy all over the Internet and these people that think that there's some white knight coming. There's no white knight coming. I understand you saying that, but I can also show you, if we went it down, down that right, about 20 retruth things that president trump does where he validates uh q in some way so it's ask right, him about q then that, that, i'm not asking you about q this is not a question about q so the question is this right now there is real weariness in what we would call the patriot community like i said a general looks out for troop morale as well as the truth and and or the truth or reality or you need to suck yeah. it up we need to, we need to fight and and Trump, there's a big deal. I don't know if you know from today, the patriot community is a little bit reeling because Trump yesterday, and I know you say ask President Trump, Trump announced that he had a major announcement today. And in the major announcement, it is the sale of a, um, what do you call the- uh, Digital playing cards. A yeah. digital, and he's a Trump thing. And so there is, uh, you know, the assumption that- I would, the, Whoever advised him on- Whoever advised him on that, I'd fire him immediately. Mm. Okay. I was going to say there's either some comms going on, there's some communication because it strikes the patriot. Plus, you know, plus for a period of time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in, Johnny, because I, you know, I, you I don't can't, know what you direction can't wait, you're taking. You well, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know what direction you're going, but I can tell you what direction I, I, I'm going to take. And, and I think people, people are gullible because they're looking for something. Why? Why do we even? Why does that this even occur? If the churches are 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 preaching the Constitution and preaching the Bible and talking about what we need to do to get this country revived again, because I'm going to tell you, Christianity is lost in America. It is totally lost. We have lost sight of what this country was built upon. Okay, so which is what? Go ahead and answer what. What is it built upon? You said they're directly misaligned. Yeah, set of Judeo-Christian principles and values. Yeah, a set of uh, Judeo-Christian principles and values. I mean, you know, the, the persecution of Christians in Europe from 1500, 1600, 1700, you know, the idea of uh, from, from uh, Pastor Winthrop is the one that coined the term New England. We're going in search of, new, uh, of a New England and, uh, in 1630. I mean, 
So we, is the misalignment we, that they're bow is that they're bowing to the wokeness? Is that the misalignment? Because yeah, you've said the misalignment. Yes, yes, but I wanted yes. clarity on the mis the misalignment I, uh, is they're bowing to I, to John, wokeness. I want to chime in on, on on three quick things, and General Flynn, you can one up me because you have more credibility. People respect you. I just want to interject this this idea, okay? Um, Thomas Paine, who you referenced earlier, has a quote that I like to keep here on my desk, and I'm going to read it to you. This is a Thomas Paine quote I keep right over here. It says here, the more men have to lose, the less willing they are to venture. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I grew up very, very poor. I came into this world with nothing. We're all going to leave with nothing. So I don't have a fear of losing something. So the first mm -hmm. issue I see is Christian churches that I've met this year. And I'm not talking about Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller, great pastor. I'm not talking about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, great pastor. And I'm not talking about many wonderful pastors. I'm just saying the vast majority of the pastors I've spoken to this year, Johnny, they say, Clay, I can't speak out against the Black Lives Matter agenda. I do know, I recognize that the founder of Black Lives Matter is a lesbian Marxist who admits to praying to demons, but I can't speak out against it because I could lose giving. I cannot speak out against these COVID-19 shots because I have a member of my church who took the shots, who might not want to donate after they discover that there's RNA-modifying nanotechnology inside the shots. Mm -hmm. They have something to, to lose. Now, I want to play this just it's a little little clip. It's two minutes, and I want people to listen to the profundity of what's being said. Um, this is Catherine Austin Fitz. She said these words on December 10th. Everyone look it up. Catherine Austin Fitz, very respected investment banker. And right now, at this very second, the programmable central bank digital currencies are on week four of their 12-week trial period. This would be the fruition of Joe Biden's, of Joe Biden's executive order 14067. Joe Biden signed executive order 14067, and he's implementing this thing called programmable central bank digital currencies. And this is Catherine Austin Fitz explaining to your listeners how they work in two minutes and 18 seconds. So just listen to this, folks. This is Richard Werner, the top academic scholar in the world on central banking, who wrote the book and did the documentary, The Princes of the Yen, about the Japanese central bank. Here he is in Malmo, Sweden, in May. The nature of the CBDC, what, what is it actually going to look like? They never talk about that. Right. Um, but I heard one European central banker tell me what it's going to look like. He saw it. He was invited to one of the old central banks in Europe that are very much promoting this. And they showed him. And, you know, he's, he's a top, um, you know, executive director of another central bank in Europe. And there's no reason to believe that he was telling me a story. Um, and he was around this, this large and would be implanted under your skin. British company has an idea that would let you ditch your wallet or purse and still be able to pay for things. The company Wallet More says the $300 chip is the size of a grain of rice. You'd most likely have it implanted in your hand. And once it's activated, you can use it at a checkout by just swiping your hand over the card reader. FTX blew up in spectacular fashion. It looks like fraud. But in the wake of that, rather than thinking through, like, why did regulators let this happen? There's a new effort underway to regulate every single financial transaction that occurs in this country through something called the Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC. If that happens, we're done. We're done. So you might have missed what happened Wednesday afternoon at the Fed. Glenn Beck. But they started their CB. 
D.C. Maybe we should start having the conversation of, gosh, this looks like the mark of the beast. COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. So what's happening is, and it's not your, it's not you, Johnny, it's not you, Steve, and it's not Robin Bullock. I mean, thank God for Robin Bullock. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for your wonderful listeners. It's these pastors and people will come to me, listeners to your great program. They'll come to me. They'll come to General Flynn. We talk to them at these events. They go to the Reawaken America tour and we greet them and they say, I'm so glad you guys are speaking up because my pastor won't touch Black Lives Matter. Mm. And he's me privately he can't speak out against it because we might lose donations he won't speak out against the shots because he has a child who might want to play division one sports or because he has a member of the church who might not donate and he really really can't speak out against any of the election integrity issues because that would alienate people and and we just we just want to right now we got to get through this midterm and then we'll, we'll kind of start talking about it more. And you're so you're again, we go back to Thomas Paine. Then I'll, I'll stop talking. It says the more men have to lose, the less willing they are to venture. And I just find that to be true. And I feel like what General Flynn is doing sometimes with the subtlety of a missile is waking <laughs> up. No, no, I mean, not- backstage, he's talking to these guys. Yeah. And these pastors come to me and they leave going, I had no idea that these things were happening. I didn't yeah. know who Klaus Schwab was. I didn't know who Yuval Noah Harari was. I've never heard about surveillance under the skin. Thank you for telling me. Then they go back home and wake, you know, wake up their congregation. And that's what I think General Flynn is. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that's what I see General Flynn doing. And and let me ask, I hear you on that. Boy, this is really good stuff today. And General, I appreciate you being, you're not mincing words. I appreciate that. This is not a show to mince words. So I, I get that. Not, I mean, General, I want to make sure, go ahead. Go ahead, General. Not, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a spiritual moment historically spiritual moment in this country and you know there's you know there at the other the aspects of our lives are physical emotional financial intellectual you know and and but what really surrounds all of that is this sort of the spiritual being of who we are even people who are agnostics or atheists because at the you know at a at a certain moment and i've met i've met many of them at a certain moment when when you know it's, it looks like it's it's potentially going to be all over, they suddenly find a deity to 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 say you know please help me you know help or or say a prayer for me and you're yeah. like whoa where'd that come from? Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Johnny. Just to yeah finish up on that. So first of all, we agree with you on your points. We'll say particularly on a mainline megachurch mega churches it will, if we'll give you some good news that doesn't really represent christianity in general there is an awakening they are leaving the big churches and not that i'm recommending it they're leaving it in mass the last two years there is a high exodus from churches because they realize they were betrayed by spineless uh non-courageous leaders in every kind of way and so part of the great awakening taking place is an awakening to uh, who the leadership is and it seems like in many cases they're actually implanted it's part of uh the intrusion that the deep state has made in a very specific way either through blackmail or they're disguising what their message was and so that even was one of the you answered a pre-answered a question i have do you do you consider the state of the church in trouble and it really is just want you to know 
the, uh, at the mega church level, there is so much compromise. I have my own history being sued for $24 million by a church that then was connected to a whole bunch of other mega churches and they were doing pedophilia and other things uh, like that. So that's been going on a long, long time. And so that is uh, on the one hand, recognizing that, but that there has to be another message to, we'll say those that have felt like, because I think another part of your message that I, that I've heard, I haven't heard a lot of your uh, programs is you're, you're asking Americans to do everything possible other than take up arms. And if it was at absolute desperate levels, like in the 1776 pre and previous <coughs> before revolution, there is a time where the only solution is to take up arms. But I understand that is not one of your uh, recommendations. And I know there's frustration because of a top recommendation was get involved in the elections, do everything you can. And they see no justice, no point for it at all at yeah. this point. And so there is um, one of my questions was, and I understand you want to keep uh, the. Uh, I want to talk about reality. I want to talk about yeah, reality, you, Johnny. OK, not not mythical or mysterious things that nobody has a clue who they are or what they are. And it's all a bunch of it's all a bunch of I garbage. Know. But do you want to only motivate with fear or is there any no. hope you have to motivate? Because that's my well, point. I mean, is you, if to the people, yeah. to the ones, to the patriots that are a little bit devastated and tired and have been awake for two or three years, they're doing everything they know how to do. You just want to tell them something else that they can't even, they have no control over mega church pastors or what's going there. Is do you have, as part of being a general, do you have, yes, you want to tell them the truth? Is it like, uh, no, I just have bad news. They can't control what the WEF is going to do. They can't control what uh, what's going on in the pulpits. Is there an added, it's not your primary message. That's why I know, I know you're on assignment, but do you have any encouragement for the Patriots of what could happen as they continue to wake? If they, if they're doing, if they do what they, they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So number one, number one, don't believe the kind of garbage that's on the internet. Okay. That's out there. I mean, unless you can touch it, feel it, and it's going to impact your physical daily life. On, on a, you know, on a, on a, on, on a, you know, in your existence and what you're doing around your own community. One of the things that I used to tell uh, young, young officers and young enlisted guys and gals was about controlling your, your, your destiny, controlling your own destiny. And, you know, there's things that you can control in your life. Like, like you just said that there, you know, there's, you know, the, the whole issue of what you do on a daily basis, where you, where you spend your money, how you deal with your family. What church you decide to go to? How? What kind of things you want to you want to give to? Uh, then there's things that you cannot control. Most people aren't going to be able to control even what's happening at their county seat. Although that's that's much more doable. It's much more controllable than uh, what's happening at your state capitol or what's happening in Washington D.C. or what's happening in Davos, Switzerland, under the under the auspices of the World Economic Forum, which is essentially uh, in the in the very late stages of creating this new world order. I mean, this is not, this is not just beginning. These are not just things. These people have been at it for a while. They just, now they're, they're actually in our face mm. doing it. Um, they are, they are yeah. creating, they are actually not creating. They're, they're, they're fulfilling in their, in their minds, the, the idea of what the new world order will, will be, what they've always talked about it to be. So people can't control that. The, you know, grassroots America can't control that. So control what you can, 
and and then take positive action. You know, one of the things about you know, because you mentioned it earlier when I when I jumped jumped on you about you know this this Q nonsense. You know, the 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 plan, right? I mean, plans. I, I don't know what you know. I've heard that so often. I'm like, man, if there was a plan, if there were white hats and all this other garbage. You think that that our country would be would be in the state of, of that it's in right now if there was something positive happening, Johnny? No, it would not be. So this is not about fear. This is about action, because it's in, and actually it's a it's the opposite of fear. It's being fearless, and I mm. want people to be fearless. I want people to be fearless and understand that in life, in life, there's 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 far there's far worse things to do in life than than. Uh, you know, than serving, you know, than serving or dying for your, for one's country. I mean, that 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 uh, piece you showed up front, Steve, about Korea, the Korean War. My father fought in the Korean War. He fought in the in in, in the European theater in World War II as well. Wow. You know, he's deceased now. And and so you know, when I think about when I think about uh, where people are at, there is a hopelessness mm. that that does emanate from uh, the our, our society because. And the reason why is because the other side, you know, the, the adversarial relationship that we have with a very, very small group, you know, that transgenders in this country are less than 3%, yet we all are supposed to believe that everybody wants transgenderism, right? But it's less than 3%. 3%. We, we're, we're supposed to be this big racist country against, against mm -hmm. African-Americans. We got, I think it's 12.8 or 13% of the country is African-American. You know, and I mean, we're, we're all a bunch of racists. We just had a president for, for two terms who was a African-American president. I mean, so, so people need to stop and, and, and really take a deep breath. And this, is, this gets to being fearless instead of being filled with fear and filled with, oh, my God, you know, because Americans aren't like that. It, you know, what is in the fabric of the American DNA is, is, a, is, an, is a desire to be independent, a desire to be free. And that's, that's the one thing that they, that they now that this adversarial body of people, particularly those that are occupying the White House right now and, are, and, the, and own the levers of power in Washington, D.C., they, they want us to, to fear them. And I don't fear them. In fact, in fact, the one thing that I do know is they fear what they cannot control. Yeah. And that's that's always the thing on the battlefield, too, is when your enemy, you know, when, it, when your enemy doesn't think that he's got some measure of control over your ability to maneuver. Right. Or your ability to speak or your ability to do the things uh, all within the all within the legal parameters of our Constitution. Right. Our, our, I mean, the, the very first uh, uh, right that we have is the you know, and, and, and is the, the First Amendment, the very first part of the First Amendment is freedom to basically practice our faith the way we want it. Because it, it has, you know, peaceably assembly, freedom to speak. But it's the very first part of that is the, is the freedom to practice our faith. And they hate that. They do not want us to practice our faith and to practice it the way we want to practice it and to say what we want to say and to, and to keep our churches open. You're going to see, you're going to see here when, when uh, in these coming months, you're going to see another attempt to, to lock down, okay, to lock us down. We mm. should we should not comply with that, and, ch and churches are going to be the place where they're going to come after first, and they're going to go after blue states, you know, that they currently control with governors and states, legislatures, and stuff like that, you know. And and honestly, 
p- politically, who actually is out there fighting? You know, I mean, that's that's in a that's in a key political position. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. We really only have one governor, and that's that's Ron DeSantis, who's had made some made some very positive recent statements about uh, about COVID and masks and vaccines and such. You know, right. where are the rest of these? Where are the rest of these? You know, well, yeah. I mean, next time you have uh, you have uh, Governor Abbott on, if he's ever been on, ask him if he's a member of the World Economic Forum. And when he and see oh, what wow. he said, yeah, ask him. Wow. Ask him. Wow. And if see what he says. With just one little quick incision, I know Clay, you're uh, about to say something. Yeah, I just look. Yeah, here's, here's the, thing. This is just here's the deal, uh, General. If forget about whether it's Q or not. If there is if there is not some good people that have been working behind the scenes for a while, I will yeah. tell you there's about a 30 million militia army, redneck army, that if they became convinced that nobody else is working on it as well, there would be an uprising of the next level. And and I think the only thing that holds them back is the assumption that there are good people that have been working behind the scenes as well. And apart from that, we do go full revolution. And instead of going through another, why go through another wave of what we know is a killer vaccine, allowing them to kill again when we know what happens? There would there would be no reason for this militia not to rise up if nobody else is able to do anything. It's just all up to us. I want to I want to chime in one thing. And this is this is so powerful, okay? Because I want to give three examples that, that I know it sounds dark, but I just want to give you three praise reports here, Johnny and Steve. Okay, so uh, Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer, I had nothing to do with this. He launches this website called Pastors with the number four Trump.com. Pastors number four Trump.com. And I asked Pastor Jackson, I said, What possess, what what motivated you to to launch this? And he said, he told me this. He said, you know, Clay, I had a conversation with General Flynn in Tulsa. And General Flynn, again, President Trump talks to General Flynn, okay? Eric Trump is on the tour. Don Jr. is on the tour. So you talk about the people at the top, pretty much all of them are either on the tour or we talk to them on a daily basis. And Jackson was, he came back to me backstage, and I'm paraphrasing the conversation. I know Jackson's watching, but it was essentially, we are the plan. Like, there is no other plan beyond just us, so I can't sit back and wait for the plan because I just talked to a lot of the people who are, uh, who are supposed to have a plan, and they've let me know it's abundantly clear there isn't a plan, and if there's a plan, I have to make a plan. So he launched Pastors for Trump. He's waking up pastors. Another example is uh, Attorney Thomas Renz. He met General Flynn at one of these events, and Thomas Renz is famously exposing Fauci and what's inside these RNA-modifying nanotechnology shots. And he told me, he said it on Monday when at an event that General Flynn and I were at, but he also said it to me privately many times. He said, you know, until I met all of the people at the tip of the spear, and they all told me, uh, we got nothing. He thought that he was going to kind of sit back and see if some things would materialize, but now he is at the tip of the spear. So what I would just encourage people to do is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. I would read that till your brain explodes, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. And I would recognize to a certain extent, you listening right there have to be the plan because if, if you're not, this is how their plan works. I'll explain it to you very succinctly. The Great Reset involves putting RNA-modifying nanotechnology under your skin, and that connects to 5G technology. And you can read the patents at timetofreeamerica.com. This technology was made by Charles Lieber, who got paid $50,000 a month by China, and he was financed by Jeffrey Epstein, that Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Gates to create RNA-modifying nanotechnology that goes under the skin 
that allows to put like a geo tracker underneath your skin. Okay. So your body connects to 5G, both sends and receives signals. That's a fact. And it generates a media access code. If you have the shots underneath your skin, you're now pulsing out a media access code, like a Bluetooth signal. That's a fact. So that's that's step one is they connect you to 5G. Second is they blanket the earth, okay, and 5G. And then they introduce this thing called the central bank digital currencies. So view it as like a digital uh, concentration camp where if I'm on your show and uh, then I go to buy something, my money's turned off. And I can't buy something because I was on your show. If I listened to your show, my money's turned off. If I if I talk to anybody about your show, my money's turned off. And your phone is then turned into a listening device because of the TikTok apps. That, you know, many people are now hearing about this for the first time because of President Trump and uh, Ronnie Jackson and other people that are exposing the, the, the TikTok app. But these are words they're actually saying. And in Sri Lanka, this is already happening. And in China, it's been happening for some time. So we need to recognize right now that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has the power to overcome any adversary. But when the stories of Moses and the stories of Noah and the stories of Abraham, think about the work that Noah had to do. I don't know exactly how he built the ark without a power saw, but he had to actually get started, you know? And so God told Noah, you got to build an ark. And I'm sure that seemed overwhelming because man hadn't seen rain yet, if I'm theologically correct there. So it might have seemed pretty crazy. But I believe in a, in, a, in a way, a lot of your listeners out there, God's asking us to build that ark. He's asking us to part that sea. But we have to have faith to take action. And we have to do in the natural what we can do so that God and the supernatural yeah. can do what he can do. And that is, I have a good question along that here. line, too, uh, because uh, – I was scurrying to get some of my final questions, and I ran out of time this morning, but there was asking someone, uh, General Flynn, you were, they said, well, General Flynn was warning people that the, that the digital currency that you were just talking about, Clay, he was warning people that it would come, and they were kind of expounding on that. And I said, well, did he say we should fight and stop it? They said, she said, I, hadn't, I didn't listen to all of it, but I just heard him warn. So my question, it's an open end because I don't know what the conclusion was. Can we stop? this digital currency by all of us doing the right thing? Can we stop what's coming on the digital? Well, you know, I, I'll tell you one. So we have to have paths, okay? Um, and, I, and I mean this. Uh, one of the paths that I'm, that I'm back, you know, personally, I'm promoting because I've seen it out there and, and uh, it's been talked about for at least a year now. And that, one of those paths is I would love to see uh, the, I would love to see a groundswell of people uh, asking to have Donald Trump be the next Speaker of the House. I love that. I love that. I love yeah. it. It's so counter to what is the norm, and that and that can ap- absolutely happen. It's constitutionally uh, can happen. Uh, we only got a couple of weeks. I mean, I, I I I don't know whether Trump would want the job or not, but but I think that, but it absolutely can happen. It and the and they, the uh, founders when they created this, this sort of stipulation. They created this condition within our constitution. They, I, I'm, you know, I, and I, I, I didn't talk to them, but I've read a lot about what they've written about and why they wrote about it, but they wrote about it. I, I think they, they created this condition in order for us to be able to have a, 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 a time in our country where they knew that there might, there may be in a, we may be in a desperate place because we're in a desperate place. We need to have something so different and so, so, you know, so up, you know, like, like raising up, 
right? And I, I mean, I'm at, almost at a loss for words yeah. for it because we are, we cannot have, I mean, you know, maybe it's going to be Kevin McCarthy, you know, I mean, nothing will get done. At that level, I think this is what I would like to do. I would like to create a groundswell. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't know, whether, again, I don't know whether or not he, he would want to do it. It's not something that I've ever asked him about. But I, but I do believe that we need, we need somebody in that role that will stare and is, it is fearless enough to stare into the face of Satan himself yeah. and call Satan out and rip, rip the dark heart of Satan out if necessary. You know, from from uh, what sits inside of that Oval Office right now or Amen. inside of that White House. I mean, that's yeah. what we need. And we need to be able to call it out. We need to be able to call it out. And Donald Trump, he, he does a lot from from where his home is in, in Mar-a-Lago. But actually, from that position of authority, that position of power. And remember, it's the number three to the, uh, you know, the president, vice president, and then the Speaker yeah, of the House. Speaker order. of the House. So that's just that's number one. The second thing is, is. is is it could reset the tone yeah. of our government. We could reset the tone of our government. And frankly, because he's already announced that he's going to run for president, he can still run for president from the speakership. And, you know, and, and just personally, I'd love to see him sitting behind uh, Joe Biden under the, under the Capitol Dome <laughs> when Joe Biden's given a State of the oh, Union and sit there, and, you know, and, and do, one of, do one of these things, you know, do one of these things, just like Nancy <laughs> Pelosi did, right? I would love that. So, so I mean, that's, that to me is so... Um, you know, when you think about, about uh, warfare and you think about uh, maneuver and, you know, force on force, you know, you know, the, the horses running against each other, the troops, you know, with their, with their bows and arrows and their rifles and them, you know, we're, we're not there. We're not there. We need to have we need to have some type of end around. We need to have a different path to be able to take this country back at that level. And he can talk about all the things that he talks about every day, election integrity, right? And our, and the security of our elections. Right. He can, you know, he can talk about all the stuff that we've just talked about for the last 55 minutes here on your show. And, and uh, this, you know, cause this is a, we are, we are in a, uh, we're, we are in a form of warfare right now. And it's a war of narratives. It's an information war. It's a war of deception. It's a war of ideas. And uh, and and it's a war of lies, flat out lies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am, you know, I I was in, while I was in the military, I was always accused by a, by a lot of different people, you know, jokingly that I was one of the worst intel officers because, you know, intel is supposed to protect and keep secret. Well, not on the battlefield. If you if you withhold intelligence on the battlefield, people are going to die. So mm-hmm. I used to relentlessly pursue anybody who was trying to protect their little secret. Because if it caused yeah. the death of one soldier, I would I would right. crush him. I wanted it to be exposed, and that's my that's my uh, you know where I'm at now. I mean, that, so those days are, are 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 experiential for me, but they gave me great experience, and they great, gave me great judgment and great discernment. And in the last five or six years, I've lived five or six lifetimes. So yeah. now now I'm living in now I'm living in a different world, and frankly. I, I, uh, I've been to Africa and God knows they need wells in Africa, but you know what? We need, we need a light to shine in America. And that light is going to shine in America. If, and only if the Christian community stands up and starts to profess to to God almighty that, and, you know, and outside, just the outside, just the, uh, the, the, the biblical prophecies, but they need to start to profess to, to those leaders that are leading us down a path 
of of depravity and corruption that will that will uh, that will cause us to go, all go over the cliff together and right straight into the abyss. So good, but in general, anytime you want to come back on and help the groundswell uh, for Trump to become Speaker of the House, it's a standing invitation. You can come on anytime you want to promote that. Right. Johnny, did you have an, another question before we close out here? I think I think that's I think we're good. I think we're good. I, w- I would start another another round of some other things, but I think yeah. I mean, we can go I if anyone anyway, if you have something. Uh, idea. Steve, I want to interject one thing go here. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, anybody, if, if if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, if you're listening right now, yeah, and you go to timetofreeamerica.com, and you come join us in Nashville on January Good. 20th and 21st, you're going to hear people like Amanda Grace. You, you're going to hear some of these prophetic voices that, mm. that have a very inspiring message. You're going to have kind of a, 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 a an intense message from a guy like Pastor Greg Locke. You're going to hear a message of almost a, a quiet, it's almost a a desperation for the patriots to team up with him and eric trump i mean eric trump is begging people asking the patriots to get involved get involved on a local level you're going to hear people like mike lindell talk about election fraud you're going to hear jim brewer expose the corruption of hollywood but you're going to hear 71 speakers and all of them fear god and nobody else and then we have a baptism on friday night so if you need to recalibrate and get right with God. We have an incredible baptism service on Friday night, Saturday. We have a meet and greet, wonderful event. So again, you can get those tickets at timetofreeamerica.com. And the reason why General Flynn and I let people name their price for these events at timetofreeamerica.com is because we don't want anybody to be unable to afford to hear this truth directly from the people that are in the fight. And I appreciate you guys allowing General Flynn to share some tough words, but I hope you hear his resolve. He's trying to give people a message of reality. And I really do appreciate that because I've seen it wake up a lot of people that were frankly elected officials that thought someone else was going to deal with it. And General Flynn has woken them up. And I appreciate him giving us the the, the tough message that sometimes I don't want to hear, but it's always been powerful for me and my, my family. Yeah, and people come up to me. People come up to me every day, to include today. Come up to me every day, Steve, and tell me, "Thank you for what I heard you say. I am now doing X in my community, or Y in my community. I'm running for something. I'm in, I'm participating. I mean, you know, that's that's, and I, that makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah that's totally good. good. Uh, General, uh, you know, before we close, you I want you to talk about your book. You've got a new book out, don't you? And I think they've got a graphic to show. There's, yeah, there's, you, you got yeah show yeah. that graphic there. The Citizen's yeah. Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. What does that mean, by the way? Yeah, well, fifth, so there's five generations of warfare. There's actually five definitions of, of uh, warfare, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And fifth generation warfare is what we are involved in. Uh, when most people think that their enemy is their, their, uh, uh, is their neighbor, that's not the case. Mm. <clears throat> and in it, myself and, and another uh, another a former military guy who we both served uh, together in in, uh, in our in the military, we decided to create a book for regular citizens, uh, you know, to understand what it is that we are up against. And and it's a very uh, it's a very simple read. It's uh, we've 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 written it like a military manual. <clears throat> it's a very good it's a very good little book. I just got actually my first batch of them today. You know, wow. they just started coming in, so they're they're available on Barnes and Noble and. Uh, 
best place to go is generalflynn.com. Generalflynn.com, which is on the screen right there. So, yep. And did you state the date when the next uh, reawaken thing is, Clay? Did you it's tell us January the date? 20th and 21st. And, okay. Steve, I don't have any affiliate relationship with you, but anybody who mentions that you heard about the Reawaken America Tour through Elijah streams, you're entered in for a chance to win a backstage pass where you can oh, come wow. back and meet Eric Trump and Cash nice. Patel. And these are people that are actually in the fight every day. Uh, President Trump doesn't take my calls because he has standards, but he does take the calls of a lot of the speakers we have. And again, if you want to come backstage and meet these folks, you, you buy a ticket, you can name your price, mention you heard about it through Elijah Streams, and we'll give you a chance to win a backstage pass. And we just gave one today to a lady who just turned 75 years old today, and she won the backstage pass, and it was just like she actually started crying on the phone. So uh, we want to inspire people with hope. So encourage, I encourage people to get those tickets at timetofreeamerica.com, January 20th and 21st. And remember that God – and God wins. I mean, I, for your audience, remember that. God wins. Yeah. At the end of the day. There you go. He, thank you. General, thank you so much. I pre- we are very, very grateful. I know your time is precious because uh, yeah. you have a big demand on your time. We appreciate it. And thanks for not mincing words. I mean, you, it got through to me. <laughs> and hey, I got to tell you this. Back when we, you and I first did an interview, I was tr- trying to stay on YouTube, which got much bigger after that. And yeah. you said, well, you felt it was a badge of honor if we if we got taken out. Well, we got taken out of it two months All ago right. or something. Like that. You're, you're in the club. <laughs> you're the, in the club. I've got the badge. Uh, I feel part of the club now. All right. God bless you, everyone. Thank you, General. Thank you, Clay. Thank you, Johnny. We will see you all again tomorrow, same time, same place. Take care. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.